online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Everybody, welcome to the season premiere of The Ultimate Fighter, season 22. Uh, two hours extravaganza tonight. I am tonight. a warrior. <laughs> I am a warrior. Everybody's fired I up here in the studio yeah! as you can here. Nice. <laughs> uh, now the show I'm can start. Serato, and let me introduce you, my very rowdy co-host. To my left, Jared Gilkerson. Hello. What's up? It's so good to be back. Yeah, right? Mr. Yeah. Face. Mr. Face for sure. I missed everyone's faces. <laughs> the band is back together. Well, I couldn't have missed Where, yours. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry. And across from us, J-Tan is back. What up? What Good up? Good to see you as well. Likewise. Let's do it. Excellent singing. <laughs> I really, guys, I really hope. Uh, this is this is to the UFC, whoever's watching. Please, new song next week. Yeah. Really. I, I don't want to do another 11 episodes of that. <laughs> Which I will do. It does make me laugh, though. It, it makes kind of makes me happy. You're, you're singing, um, <laughs> and to your to your right, our Correct. new co-host hey. Jonathan Mesa. Yes, welcome. Hello. Fresh Hello, meat. everyone at home. Fresh oh, yeah. meat, right? I'm ready to go. Let's you, get some fight talk. Yeah, I know. We're in the. Yeah. You came into the lion's den here. You ready? Yeah, I'm absolutely ready. Lions right. 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 What great choice was that? No, I guess that's red right. rum. That finger thing. Right. Um, but one well, of us is Todd Browning. The freaks. Yeah. Excellent horror okay. film. Nineteen. <laughs> 32, 31, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Google. I have no idea what's going on over there. You're going to be all right, buddy. It was a great one. We're very very excited. We're going to be welcoming um, one of the new additions to the American team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason Gonzalez will be joining us shortly via Skype, which is going to be really fun to get his take on. We're jumping into it right away. The episode, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So let's start out with, obviously, the coaches. Conor McGregor, fresh off his big win this summer, goes right into coaching this season, and of course against uh, California kid Uriah Faber. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get all of your thoughts on these two coaches. I will say really quick, I found it. Um, I don't know if any of you guys watched UFC tonight last week. I think it was oh, when yeah. they had the sure. coaches on. And it was interesting because Uriah was very hands-on coaching, mm-hmm. and Connor expressed. He said he was like, "I was tired, coming off of months of you know press and traveling and work and the fight. I was tired. I didn't really care about it. <laughs> I kind of just had to show up, and there was fights going on. And my suit looks really good, getting those cash, cashing those big checks. Oh boy! <laughs> you know, I, I actually kind of dug that he was straightforward about the fact that he didn't care about really coaching. Like he was like, "I'm going to be there for." You know all the things I'm supposed to be there for, but I don't yeah. really want to coach. He, I mean, he's he's not going to be hands on like your eye is going to be. It's going to be very different. I think it's it would be unfair to say to cut off right away and assume that he won't be uh, much, much of a coach. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it really um, we will see how it how it plays out. I, it almost discredits him off the bat. Which, oh, but I mean the thing is, he was very straightforward. He was very, very blunt with it. Yeah. Did you see blunt. it? He was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did see. It. I I just think that um, I, I have my own suspicions about how the how it plays out. I do think yeah. that, um, yeah, I, I think that leads to it. Kind of um, gave away a bit of the arc of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that said, I, I don't want to discredit Connor in terms of what he can offer these guys. And I mean, we saw in the in the preview to next week's episode. Um, what, what was the the tagline that the, the team Europe is really interested, really fascinated, and impressed by his, really out of shape <laughs> <laughs> by his unorthodox yeah. training method? So I think there's still there's a sense of inspiration there, which is a fundamental part of coaching, obviously. Yeah. So right. well, that's the beauty with fighting with fighting sports and fighting leagues. You get these other team sports. You got to always walk, you know, toe the company line, and this really just brings forth. Okay, Uriah, that's his attitude, mm-hmm. and Connor, that's his attitude, and you don't have to just. Dana's not, you know, spoon feeding these guys and giving these guys lines. It's okay, be yourself, and that's right. the fun part. And they knew that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. They knew that. I actually, I don't discredit uh, Connor either way, or, or I don't necessarily have strong feelings one way or the other. People coach differently, and mm-hmm. Connor, what he. 
he brings to the table is he knows what his strengths are. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I read that interview when he was, you know, read him when he was talking. It was like, you know, his mental strength and he's going to kind of guide and whatnot, but he's not going to be as hands-on as yeah. Uriah. Yeah, and he did say he was going to be bringing his coaches to the table, which is yeah. going to be a big thing for these guys. And, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think just his presence probably inspires And his suits. And, and his suits. And his, his shoes. Well, it's so it's, that's the shoes. bizarre thing. Uriah's got the, the flip-flops and the cutoff. And he and then I think they, th- that was the one thing I think they said to kind of coach him on. You know, like, we're going to... he. I mean, Connor likes to dress the nines, but... Uh, and I think they kind of said, Uriah, like, we want you to be, like, the total, like, really play up your California. You think, oh, I think, no, that's, like that's that. how he is. That's how really? He, is. he really is like that. It's, all right. Saying, yeah. Um, yeah, of course, Uriah coached previously on, uh, um, on Ultimate Fighter. It was uh, season 15, the live show they did against Dominic Cruz. Um, and I think, well, I'll, I'll say this. I think this show is, this season will play out. We'll see bits of... Um, a, a similar arc to, I forget what season it was, I want to say like three or four, Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock. Way Ken, back. Tito, Tito was, now we already know Uriah kind of as, as a character and a personality and a coach. Um, he's going to, uh, you know, he throws himself into coaching. I think he's going to give the best that he can offer mm-hmm. to these guys. And, and as we've said, Connor, it seems like he's going to be a bit more aloof and, and kind of play. I think, uh, frankly, he's there to up the ratings of this series in general. Because sure. when, when this was first announced, it didn't make sense to me why you would pair these two guys up. Or why would you why you would put Connor on Ultimate Fighter as a coach? Like two days after he won and did all of Yeah, that. well yeah. clearly that's you know that was set set prior to that. Um, but I think that, that uh, now it makes a bit more sense and that Tough is going to benefit this season from having Connor on. We're gonna have the season of Connor, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, For Connor sure, the Brings fall. fans. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. More than the gym owners, the two gym owners would, <laughs> like, in the last season. I mean, this is already a step up. Like, you know, I already right. forget the gym owners' names. Glenn, Glenn Robinson and yeah. uh, Dan Lambert. Glenn and Dan. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're jumping <laughs> yeah. right I into it here. I just flashed to the track race when oh, you said God. that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, we already have a hint of the of the coach's challenge here. with that. The watermelon toss? The ju- uh, yeah, the watermelon toss? I can't wait. I mean, you know, it's got to be something tied into this whole cantaloupe thing that they're like going on. Melon By the way, all, it's all on purpose. That is a great segue to my favorite part of the the whole premiere was watching Dana's reactions between you know because that's oh, his favorite this. time between oh, yeah. fighters sitting there and oh my gosh that was the best I think I tweeted him too like, that was that was my favorite part. Um, I keep looking at the outfits too like he wore Boston Celtics. Sure. Yeah. So is that He's a it's like guy. I know, but is oh, that yeah. also it's, it's very American, but it's also very kind of Irish. So it's kind of like both you are sides. Way uh, reading he's playing both sides. <laughs> he's playing both sides. <laughs> that's funny. Do you think that Jay? Think oh he's playing God, no, no. That's, <laughs> that guy is Boston born and bred. He yeah. got Southie in the veins. They kind of so leading into all sixteen fights. Uh, it's quite a whirlwind of fights. Yeah. Um, Somebody mentioned, uh, I don't know who it was, I can't remember, I think it was Artem Lobov saying that the Americans, it was kind of like the B team. Uh, <laughs> everybody's pointing yeah. here. No, we were all talking yeah. about right, right, yeah, right before you made it to the studio. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Um, Shout out to Prius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you guys think, did you feel that way? Anybody feel that way? That it's like, that, and I think Faber at the end talks about how it's like the bad news bears. Well, or, that's or, kind or, of a, he said we look like the bad news yeah, bears. Yeah, teeth is, it, and, is it the American B team? Well, hmm. I don't see, I don't, I don't, I don't think so after watching the initial fights, but yeah. it's kind of setting the European team. I know they're all playing head games and everyone's talking smack, but. It's kind of setting yourself up to a no-win situation because now these guys, it's like, oh, well, if you're fighting the B team, you guys should sweep them. Like, if you lose, you look terrible now, right? I mean, it's, I, I, I why would you say that? I don't <laughs> think that these guys are, are any less qualified or, or younger or lesser experienced, the, the American side, than, um, th- than in past seasons. You see guys that um, some of them have been around, some of them not so much so. I mean, the records look all right, although there were, there were some questionable, uh, um, you know, there's there's a whole other issue going on with, uh, you know, fight promotions and, and matchmaking and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's, there's younger guys, there's older guys. Um, Europe is a, uh, in compared with the two, it's, it's hard to, to really, I think, summarize the the North American or even just the U.S. MMA scene. 
This is a huge gambit because it's in, I think, all 50 states, I believe. Well, except New York. Right. <coughs> New York. Still. Jackson. Still. Yeah. Um, but, you know, res- Indian reservations. But in Europe, you've got... Here's the analogy I'm going to make that's going to apply to the whole season. Interestingly, you've got 50 states in the U.S. Um, you do? With MMA. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Europe, I'm going to, at least in terms of uh, the MMA universe, I'm going to equate Europe kind of with the U.S. In that, you've got a whole series of, of different countries, all with their own different MMA scenes, some of which are more developed, some of them not so much. So France, we've got uh, we've got at least one, uh, well, we've got uh, Meji Baghdad um, from France. Now, granted, he's only from France, not living and training there anymore, but there is no MMA in France, yeah, at least I, to my knowledge. That's what, the, uh, that's what he said in the episode. Yeah, the, the second, yeah. uh, second fight, I think it was third fight. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was actually it was the first so one. It was yeah. illegal, right? Yeah, yeah. There was no, there was actual yeah. no MMA there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been like that for a while. It's, it's like the New York of Europe. So boom, there's analogy <laughs> number one right okay. there. That plays true. So you're going to have guys coming in with different experience levels in terms of who they fought in the past. Uh, what is the scene in their home country? Three guys from Sweden. Um, you know, and that that scene is is coming up. Uh, Poland. Uh, we've got um, Marcin w- Warzak. I, I know I butchered season. Season. Yeah. 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 Have the whole AT and T. Poland has a bit of a uh, yeah. <laughs> touche, man. Good I was waiting for it from the last one. Um, Poland's scene has been coming up. There is a fight promotion that you know is has been around for quite a while. So yeah. you know, it's it's a whole mixed bag, you know. And I think uh, now that we know the sixteen that are in the house, yeah. we can go back and, and and look and kind of gauge. But even mm-hmm. then, there's going to be surprises this whole season. Sure. Well, you know, before Jason joins us, uh, you know, let's talk about maybe one or two or three, depending on what you, your thoughts are. Like fights that really stood out for you guys. The last mm-hmm. one of yes. the night was, yeah. let's see. Like uh, was oh, it that James, was, that was Brennan was Seven and Jenkins. Jenkins. Wow, right. that was a yeah. slobber was, knocker. That was, that was a slobber oh, knocker. What a word. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. Burner, anyone who pronounces the TH with a D sound, you just got to watch out. It's probably a tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> and now with Jenkins, we get him now mm-hmm. for the whole show. We get to hear yeah. that D sound. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can. I just... I'm fast forwarding. And I his robot you. girlfriend. <laughs> like, that, oh, no. that was fantastic. Did you like her? The girlfriend? Yeah. Come on, James. <sighs> it was just like, but it was like someone just was telling her, like, you have to cheer for your boyfriend. Like, she's like, I don't, I don't yell. Do it again. Do it again. Come on, James. <laughs> and then, like, the camera would stand there a little too long. There was, they kept going to I her for editing impression. purposes so they could just jump from the next thing to the yeah. next shot to the next shot. There's, yeah. there's a fight I want to throw at you guys. Yes. I don't think anyone is really paying attention to. Yeah. And I'm a jujitsu fighter. Okay. So this is one that I loved because it, it was actually Ryan Hall. Yeah. Okay. The second he made fight. Eyes. Yeah. Now, he, he got the guy, what was it? Was it like, what, he was getting an ankle lock? Yeah. I mean, it was heel a heel lock. He had, oh, my God. Heel hook. Thank you. It was yeah. incredible because he just, yeah. he snatched onto this guy's leg, like, mm-hmm. locked him up, like, figure four leg lock, would not let him go. And Johnny didn't know, like, from the beginning, he had no defense where he's like, uh, I don't know what I'm yeah, doing. He's like, right, pull on my leg yeah, hard enough, this will work. No, and it was it was great. This guy knew what he was going to do. He didn't take any hits, really. Didn't take. I mean, he just, yeah. he got the fight done quickly, which is how you want to do this. I mean, you want to try to survive as long as you can with your with your physical body, because you're going to be fighting right. every week, or right. after so many weeks. Jay, did that guy impress you? Ryan uh, impressed me. Definitely uh, Tan Lee. Yeah, I love him. I hope oh, I got his name right. Jeez. Yeah, um, which has inspired me so much so, guys, that for this season, oh, you yeah. no longer need to refer to me as Jay Tan. Yeah. I am now Tan J. <laughs> Dropping the Y, just J A. All right, Tan J is here. Yeah, for Tom well, Jay for as long as long as he's in the house. Yeah, after that, if if he loses, then no. Yeah, his <laughs> his striking style like excited me to like the level. Well, not quite to the level of like Uriah Hall. If you guys remember a mm-hmm. couple seasons back, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then his kind of career. You're gonna see a lot of a uh, lot of kicks from. Hey, I, yeah. love, I love. I love. I remember Uriah during the show. He's like. He's like a lot of a lot of karate stuff. Like he just had no way to even explain it. And then, kung fu guy. Yeah, what a kung fu Ooh, guy. Was that about Faber? Yeah, he Faber? said that about Tom Faber. Lee. So, yeah, oh, not Hall. Okay. Yeah, not Hall. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uriah Too many. Yeah, Uriah's and yeah. Uriah Faber. Yeah, I got excited. What about you guys? I have to bring this up because it was the most brutal fight. And even I, who I'm not a technician like yourself what? over there. Oh, but even I, either. watching this fight, was like, you need to stop this fight. Oh. Austin oh, Springer no, versus so Chris Gritzmaker. Another good know. girlfriend. I, oh. I felt for that girlfriend. I felt for no, the father. I felt for the... Uh, yes, wife. wife. Oh, it's a wife. Look, 
Wait, I, I was saying the same things that the judges were saying, or that, you know, Connor and um, Uriah was saying. Mm-hmm. And Dana, all and, of them. Yes, the all of them. And I'm not you, Jay. You're like, you're the expert. You know what I mean? It was so brutal. What happened? Why, did they, why didn't they stop it sooner? No. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he was he was on the cusp there where I'm sure visually it looked like, you know, from, from outside the cage, it looked like he was done. And, and finally, at the point that oh. the referee did stop the match, I said, okay, that's enough. It was really um, hard. But, and you could hear you know, everything. They had everything mic'd so you could hear. That's great. The, you I, know, you, <laughs> the fans that are going to watch the They're show like and on our show are have probably uh, followed us before and we've talked about how you have a very different uh, view of the fight in the cage as the referee compared right. to outside the cage. So True. the referee saw that this guy was was still in it, was on the cusp of Tudor. I mean, his body language didn't look great, that's for sure. He turned away a couple of times, yeah. which yeah. that... Even if he wasn't in trouble, when you turn away, to me, that's even uh, in a lot, of, a lot of times, um, that's more on the cusp of finishing a match than the than being on spaghetti legs. Exactly, and, and you know, wobble, wobble. It's like the Roberto Duran, like you can't just like right. you can't just the turn. Nomos. And yeah, I think I think that should be if you turn it all. If you if you turn it all yeah. more than once, if you do it twice in a row, like okay, you just quit. You're done. Mm. I don't think it went on too long. He was still throwing back, and it's a brutal right. sport. That's they, just what it's going to be. He did turn. He turned away. He even dropped his body away from the guy, but then he got back up to throw a couple, but then did it again. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it just the fact that he kept trying to stay in it was really difficult. That's the it's, thing, yeah. It, it, it ends just, up being his undoing. Yeah. Uh, did I he have kids, too? Just, like, tapped. He said something <laughs> about his, Uriah Faber has said something about um, that he has a kid. Hi! Uh, we're <laughs> waving to the producers back there. Okay, so we have Jason Gonzalez on the line. We want to welcome him. G-G. Jason, can you hear us? Oh, and we can. There you are. Yes. Hi. Nice. Can you hear us? I've been. I was like here for a couple minutes. Oh, (laughs) you heard us talking, covering the show. Yeah, that's just well, barely as much as Tim Welch lasted. I know. Thank you so much for taking time out tonight. I know it's kind of late to join us. We are certainly excited. I know that you were excited for the premiere tonight. Tell us what oh, yeah. what was your take on on this first episode airing? What are your thoughts? You know what, man? I was watching it right, and I can't. I don't remember getting hit so much like I did. <laughs> I got hit a lot. I mean, I remember the punches from on the ground. You know, I remember taking those because I was like, "Damn, I need to get up." You know, I was like. My head was just like boom, boom. But when I when I went on stand up, I kind of figured like, okay, you know, I, I might have him a little bit more on stand up. That's that's basically my game. I like the stand up game. But then I was watching the fight. I'm like, damn. I was like watching the boom, he hit me, boom. You have to see me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking yeah, all different see, directions. We can see you. Yeah, we can oh, see okay. you. I'm talking to myself. Looking like, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. Like I was I was seeing him and I got up and I was taking so many hits standing up and I was like, damn. Like I don't remember that. Like, all that, that looked bad, though. Like, I was like, damn, I should have, like, I wish I would have fought a little better than that, you know? It was a little scary early on, actually. Yeah, that, that first round. I was uh, I was a little scared for you. Yeah, <laughs> but, man, uh, I was like, damn, like. Once you got up to your feet, you seem to be doing just fine, though. Yeah, because when I'm in there, you know, I always like to have my adrenaline running and my blood just pumping, you know, because, like, I feel like that helps me a lot. Like, t- and taking punches and, like, staying strong. But I feel like for this fight, it's just the pressure of the fight it's just the, the fact about it being the UFC or the ultimate fighter and getting in the house you know the pressure just got to me yeah and, and I how, feel like how is it different for you in that venue specifically because I mean you have a UFC fight but this is sort of like to make it on the show and sort of in, yeah. in a very different environment I mean, oh definitely man you wouldn't think of it like if you don't like a lot of people wouldn't will be like oh it's just another fight been doing it for a while but no man like I've been used to like little venue fights and little fights that don't really have much meaning like they don't mean nothing except the W on your record you know because I've been doing so many fights where like uh, coming up I'll do fights for like a couple couple hundred bucks you know so you're not really looking forward to that but uh, then this fight like the pressure was just like so much but I didn't feel it until I was in the back room and then they shut the doors and I, I was getting my hands wrapped and then as soon as the first fight started and then you hear one of the guys, one of the producers or the, or the guys that work there, he's like, all right, going in in three, two, one. And that's when I was just like, damn. Like, <laughs> the jitters hit. Real, man. That's when it hit me like, boom, dude, you're about to fight. You're on the countdown to fight to get in the house. Like, you're not just doing no little casino venue, no little, like, no little piece of crap, you know, fight. But I was like, oh, my God, like, here we go. I better fucking mentally get prepared. And then I just feel like from that point on, like, everything just went crazy and, 
in my head I just got too crazy, too too aggressive, too wild. And mm. honestly, I wasn't thinking. Like like I was saying, look, I don't even remember getting hit that much standing. I remember the bottom well, clearly. But when I was standing, I got hit a lot, and I don't I don't remember that. So it was a uh, yeah, the pressure definitely got to me, dude. I I I really know. I really think it was a pressure for sure. Man. about being like such a big thing and it's like the biggest thing I've done in my career you know in my life let alone so uh it just sucks that I didn't I wasn't ready for that until that that last little minutes that I had before I was up that's when it dawned on me I wish I would have like mentally prepared for it a little more like I wish I would have been more prepared for uh for the pressure of the fight more than just the fight itself you know I'm, what I mean I'm glad you made it through man I'm glad you made it through it yeah Definitely, I was happy too, man. Believe me, I was, I was happy I won, but I wasn't. I was disappointed with my performance. I really was, but uh, I mean, I was happy I won, dude. I was. That's. I got in the house. I got that W, and at that point, that's what really mattered, you know. So it was definitely a learning experience. But uh, I wish it would have gone better. But it could have gone worse. But yeah, I was happy uh, I got that win. So uh, who uh, who wins in the, who goes to the finals now? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, <laughs> well, we're losing you. We're losing oh, no, you. We're no, no. We can't hear you. Well done, oh, sir. Oh, no. Can we? Oh, there you are. You passed the test number one. I knew that was coming up. I, I knew that Jay, Jay was going to ask Jay likes to test, guys, Jason. <laughs> yeah, hell of a liver shot that you landed there, dude. Um, yeah. Was it... I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, it, it's funny because for, from our perspective, we're about to launch into this, you know, three or four months journey with you and you've lived it already obviously there's a lot of stuff you can't talk about um you you were just talking about how the 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 pressure seems kind of to have caught you a bit off guard um with with this thing yeah but it uh, obviously you the pressure didn't catch you so off guard that you didn't get in the show number one and get into the house Um, yeah man even though the pressure was definitely there man like in my head still like mentally Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to lose. Like, that's said and done. I'm not going to lose this fight. If I'm in trouble, I got to find a way to get up and win. I'm going to find a way. And uh, when I was in trouble and on the ground, I, I ended up finding a way. I was still thinking, like, no, you're going to win. Okay, end of the round. Cool. He beat the shit out of you right now. But you're going to come around this, and then you're going to pick it up some way, somehow. And then sure enough, boom, I seen him hit the ground. Like, honestly, it happened that's so true. fast that I really didn't remember that, that kick or that knee to the stomach. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I knew I threw a kick. But I didn't. I don't remember it, and I just remember him going to the ground, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I just go right after him, go for the win. But, but yeah, man, I was happy for it. I'm happy I threw that kick. Did they give you much insight into how they uh, paired guys up and did the matchmaking for for this, uh, you know, for this day? No, nah, I wish they did, but they really didn't. They were, honestly, um, when you're there, dude, all you're doing is playing the waiting game. That's yeah. all you do. You wait, you wait, and then they don't tell you anything until. Until it's there, until it's like right in your face. Yeah, so you don't have much information on your opponent. Um, wow. That's kind of like the amateurs. <laughs> what was that? So it's kind of like the amateur scene here. Yeah, it really felt like that too, but or at least that part. But, hmm. uh, Jason, tell me about that day. I know you mentioned to me that was really long. What what stands out from that day for you? That that whole first day of fight, all the fights and fighting. Talking about fight day. Yeah, today, like what you just watched, what we just watched tonight, you mentioned to me earlier that it was a really long day and yeah. how, you know, you just saw it all cut down. What was that day like for you? What that what, what stands out? Well, yeah, it was crazy. Like I was saying earlier, I was watching the fights, right, and then everything just seemed like, like I know they cut parts off, but uh, everything just seemed to happen so quick. And uh, when I was on the ground and when I had that triangle and when I was getting hit, it was like, it seemed like forever there when I was there. But, uh, it happened so fast on TV. But, yeah, like, when I was there, like, since all you're doing since since the tryouts, basically, since the day of the tryouts to, to, to qualify to get in the house, to fight to get in the house, everything's been a waiting game, like I said. Everything's just waiting and waiting. Before fight day, you're waiting, like, uh, about a week in a hotel wow. to, to weigh in. So you're you're already away from your family. You're already away from home and from your gym and everything, and you're all by yourself. That's... The week before that, they take your phone away. They take everything away. You're stuck in the in the room unless someone is like takes you out or takes you to the little gym they have right there. But yeah, from that day, you're already stuck, and it already seems long. You're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and you wait so long to get to get into the weigh-ins. And then after that, the weigh-ins finally happen. You get to eat whatever. And that night, you're thinking about who. You're, that night, they, they match you up that night. 
but then now you're thinking about who you're going to fight, and mm. you don't know nothing about him, so you don't know what the hell's going to happen, and then you're waiting on that, and then once you wait, and you wake up, and then you're waiting for fight day, you know, you're resting, you sleep, you sleep a little late, and then you're waiting to uh, to get in the van, because everybody, you got to wait for everybody to get in the van, and you're waiting to be loaded, you're waiting to be t- uh, taken there. Once you get there, you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, you're turning. <laughs> Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Waiting and waiting, going crazy, man. And then until finally you're about to fire, they say the fight start. And that's when I said the pressure came on. I was like, oh, wait. I was like getting like getting caught off guard because I was waiting so long that I forgot what I was waiting for. So when it finally came, you know. <laughs> so once it came, I'll go, shit. But uh, anyways, yeah. So then when once I was waiting for, for my turn, that's seemed forever too. And uh yeah, man, it's just just the whole waiting game. That's how a normal fight is, but it's just the fact that there's like a whole tournament and so many people, and like it's such a big thing. Like it's just it takes forever, man, and, and you wouldn't think about it, like if you're not experienced it yourself, you know. But uh, yeah, it's, and then once I fought, and like I said, like it, they cut a lot of parts off. I wasn't too, too happy about that, but at the same time, I was because I know there was more shots, like head shots I took on the ground. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I didn't look that bad. <laughs> you're right you're right so I, was happy, I was happy and mad about that but at the same time it was you know it is what it is but yeah man I remember uh, holding that triangle it was real quick on the show but when I was there I held it for a long time and I honestly thought I had him with that triangle but it looked good it looked it looked good you had it locked in and you were landing shots on him yeah man it was really tight it really was and once I had it that's that's a good little thing that I like to do you know a triangle and, and once I get it like I know how to finish it but but like I said, man, that pressure it really got to me, and I was like really impatient, dude. I was so impatient. I was trying to finish it too quick, you know. And you're in a triangle. The, the first thing a rookie would know, you got to be patient. You have to be patient. And it's like I wasn't, and I like I was a rookie back all over again, you know, because I wasn't patient at all. And I feel like I wore my legs out, and then I feel like one thing just led to another, but slowly, you know, like a lot slower than what it looked. And uh, yeah, man, it's just I was I look bad because of that, but. Really quick, yeah. I have a question. Uriah Faber mentions uh, tonight in tonight's premiere that you were a big guy, and he was wondering if you were going to ever have any problems making weight throughout the season. Is that an issue that you have? No, it really isn't. Um, I feel like I, I think the way my body's made, um, if you if you get to know me a little better in a, in the future, but I think the way my body's made, I'm like kind of opposite. My legs are a lot slimmer than my upper body. So if I'm wearing like long shorts, you can't tell my legs that much. But I feel like because I'm like I'm like a Y. They say I'm like a Y. Like I, I start from slim, and then I start widening up. <laughs> I get bigger from the top and slimmer from the bottom. You like a I swimmer mean? body, huh? Like a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's what I mean. It's a swimmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. Is it really? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with that. I'm just gonna go. With that. Right. I have a swimmer's body. But anyway, I think because <laughs> of that, it keeps me light, and uh, because of my diet too, you know, it's able to help me out. Um, honestly, to be honest, that cut was really easy, like really, really easy the way I do it. I just put the suit on, did my run, my 40-minute run, and then honestly, I just dropped. Like, I honestly was pretty surprised like how fast it dropped, but it wasn't, it wasn't an issue, definitely. Jason, you really stood out, I thought, from a lot of different fighters in this episode, the way that you finished off um tim welch you know it, it was pretty much the most brutal body shot in the whole episode um but i think maybe one of the bigger stars of the episode was your sister and your girlfriend yeah <laughs> and i i want to know i want to know i want to know that because you said you have to stay away from you know you know phones and stay away from your family how involved did you know that they were going to be uh before all that happened because they were they were in a, a big you know chunk of the episode yeah well i knew they were coming to uh to watch you know because you kind of gotta like they're kind of strict about it so they only let a certain amount of people come to watch you for that for that fight so i knew they were coming to watch but uh there was a part where they uh they surprised me in the hotel room that i, that I had to wait before the fight and they came by and uh i was like oh shit like where do you guys come from and they were like surprised they were there with a the big old camera and i was like oh fuck what i do you know and i was like i was literally asleep before that they came knocking on my door and they're like, oh, we're just here, you know, we're gonna do a little interview on you. And then the lady was like, oh, I forgot my phone. And she goes back outside. I'm like, oh, here we go, we're gonna do an interview. So I, I try to do my hair or something. <laughs> my hair like, all over the place, dude. I was literally, I look like I just woke up. I'm sure it looked great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then she's like, oh, I forgot my phone. So they tricked me. She's like, she's like, I'll be right back, Jason. And then when they, she came back, she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna knock. She's opening all natural. And I was like, okay, cool. No, I'm not really thinking about it. And then I hear the knock. I open the door and it's them. You know, they're covering the hall so I can't see. And I, 
I opened the door. I'm like, oh shit! Like, how you doing? Like, how's it going? And I was, I was happy and surprised. You know, I was happy to see him because I was there like alone for like ever, and I was like going crazy by myself. But uh, you know, I was like, oh shit! Like, that surprised me. It must have meant a lot to have them there. Did it mean a lot? Oh, definitely, man. My sister and my girlfriend, they've been there since day one. Like, they've, like, been through it all as much as I have, too. Like, I brought them with me. All the struggles, all the crazy stuff I've been through the journey, uh, they've been there. And uh, they stuck with me, so it really did mean a lot, man. Um, Yeah, I was happy, man. Hmm. I was definitely happy. Well, I've got an odd question about that. Then, do you, did you ever? It's a strange thing in in the middle of a fight. If you know your your girlfriend's out there watching, and you get hit, do you ever have a moment like, oh man, she just saw me get hit in the head? <laughs> a lot of people ask me that. Honestly, no, dude. Like, I really don't care. Like, I I've been able to kind of like trick my mind in the past fights where like it doesn't matter who's watching me or who comes to watch me. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ignore everybody, you know. And I'm just like I try as hard as I can to just focus myself the guy that's all i'm thinking about the guy in the fight and that's it you know it's just i have so much blood and adrenaline running uh, through me that i'm not thinking about hmm, i'm getting hit i hope my girl didn't see that like, i'm not thinking i'm thinking Fuck, he just hit he hit me at boom hit me again like i'm just thinking like get the hell out of there like i'm not thinking about them until after like today like i was watching with my girl right now and i was like oh it's just like i was putting her eyes you didn't see that <laughs> it was bad i was like damn and in the start, I say, um, what do I say? I say, uh, yeah, you're going to see the best Jason, you know? Because I'm thinking, I'm feeling great. I feel I feel like I've been training like crazy. And she looks at me like, uh, I wish <laughs> yeah. I could say that. But I was like, I know, I know. I got hit a lot, but whatever. The, I always wonder from the opposite. Like, is, just to, we'll stay on this for one more. <laughs> the question is, you know, because they had a lot of family in the crowd, you know, um, mm-hmm. for certain fighters. And I always wonder the opposite. If you know, if you see someone else's kids or mm. wife or, you know, parents in the crowd, is, does that ever, I mean, does that ever get to you or have you ever heard of another fighter saying that it got to them? You know what, dude? It's crazy to say that because I've always thought this too. And a couple of the fighters, they'll say, they'll agree with me. You're a lot more, I feel like when I see my teammates or even my brother when I watch some of his fights, I feel like, when you're not in the cage, you get way more nervous, like so, so much more nervous than you're actually in there. Because I've seen some teammates and my brother, they, I've seen them fight, and I feel like I got so shaky and nervous. Like It's like an uncontrollable nervous because you can't do nothing about it. You can't do anything about it. So I do feel that. I know like when my sister says she's nervous or when somebody that's watching me says that they're nervous, my girl or my dad, I know what they feel because I've been there. But when you're in there, you're not thinking much about it. The fighter's not thinking about that. But with a person watching, yeah, it's... It's like, it's a nerve wreck. It's really, it really is. And even that's coming from, that, that'll come from a lot of fighters. Like, it's so nerve wracking because you're just watching. You're basically watching. You're helplessly watching. And you, there's nothing you can do about it, you know? So the person in the cage, yeah, they're going to get nervous. Like, you always get the butterflies when you're going to fight, you know? But at the same time, you have all that drone running and all that blood pumping and everything. And you have, like, experience and whatever. So that kind of, like, brushes off after, like, the first few punches. But, yeah, when you're out there sitting, you get nervous, man, you know? And it sucks. Like, I don't like it. I, I hate watching, like, my teammates and my brother watch. It's, like, it's nerve-wracking. And I'm just there, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, it's this, understandable. Yeah, do that. You know, it's, <laughs> you're helpless. You can't do nothing. Yeah, I always but, uh, hear that, that from athletes. It's always, As an athlete, it's just always harder to watch versus be in there physically yeah. Yeah. doing I mean, whatever sport you're, it, you're it in. You made it in there. It it's crazy to say. They, they're out of control. From a fighter, coming from someone that does that, it's crazy to say, but it's true, though, man. It's... It's true. And when you're in there, though, it's like he said, you, you have, he has more control over it when yeah. he's in there. When you're out, you have no control. Yeah. yeah. And outside, there's not somebody trying to punch you in the face. Well, <laughs> but there is in the cage. That's kind of a more immediate thing. Yeah. Priority to focus there. on. Uh, Jason, so th- tonight was your first time seeing the episode as we watched it live as well. Um, you know, do any of the fights... Who really stood out for you in watching it? But perhaps you might have seen more than obviously what we were privy to see tonight. On you know, on tonight's episode, were were there anything? Was there anything notable that maybe we didn't see in these fights that you you know that you remember? Uh, honestly, I think that's a no. Nah, it, it really <laughs> summed it up. <laughs> Who stood out really for you? It, up. it just broke it down. You know, it's just summed it up for the for the winners basically. Um I do remember seeing like some parts where like the guy that the guys that lost, you know, they did have like some good little some good hits or some other takedowns that, that they didn't show. 
but for the winner, they just summed it up and then they broke it down pretty good and just showed how he won and you know it's just it played good. I don't. And to be honest though, like <clears throat> after the fight, um, I was chilling with my sister and my girlfriend, and I was just pretty happy that I won. So I was just like thinking about my fight. So I wasn't paying too much attention to the other fights. But, Got uh, it. That makes which, sense. I, which I know I should have. I should have paid more attention, especially the European. But uh, like I said, my head was just all over the place. Like after the big relief and all that waiting and stuff, like I'm just like, right. yeah. Relax. Well, let's like, talk about your coach. You're at a favor. Oh, what was man. it like working with him? Tell us some of the things that you uh, learned from him. Oh man, it was awesome, dude. Like he showed me a lot of stuff, like the wrestling stuff that uh, that seemed pretty useful. And then that's saying a lot coming from me because I'm not, I don't have much of a wrestling background and I don't I'm not a fan of wrestling. Like I do work on it. Like I do work on my uh, defenses and all that. But he started showing a lot of good stuff that I was like, hey, I kind of like this. Like it works for me, especially that I'm tall. You know, you wouldn't see me shooting so much, which I know you saw me shooting on my bike. <laughs> but uh, we can go back to go back to that later. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, he, I, like I wouldn't shoot or anything. So he showed a lot of good stuff that was pretty helpful for me and like my leverage because of my height and, and everything. And uh, I was I was happy with, with the stuff he was teaching and the, I was happy with the assistants that he brought, the coaches. They were all cool. They showed a lot of good stuff and. They were all fun, man. I was so happy that they weren't like strict ass people. And like, I watched some of the episodes, like where like some of the coaches are so strict and like they yell at you or something, and it's like no fun, you know. But these guys, they knew how to have fun, but they knew how to like um, get to business when you had to get to business. Basically. Was it his uh, uh, alpha male team that uh, they coached for the season? His assistant staff? Yeah, there's a, a couple of guys from alpha alpha male, like the guys you saw in the corner at the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, Lance Palmer was there, Fabio, and a couple of the guys were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know what he, what you worked on, because you, you said earlier tonight that you were a, you liked stand up, but looking at your record before you came in here, you had six submissions and three yeah. TKOs, um, and you're a taller fighter, so I would think you would like to strike from a distance and you know yeah. use your reach, but you do have more submissions. Know, right? You would think, I'm telling you, you would think I would love to use my reach, but yeah, like, I do. I do feel more comfortable on stand-up, but uh, the wrestling, not so much. Like, I wouldn't go for a shot. Like, I normally wouldn't go for a shot. I wouldn't do none of that, but I do work on my defenses. And then if I'm on the ground, I do feel comfortable on the ground. I, I do make sure I work on the ground because a lot of these guys, they see my legs or they see my height, and they all want to shoot. Like, they always want to shoot at me. Yeah, you're a taller that's fighter, another thing, of course, That's right? another thing that didn't show, too. The guy shooting in on me, and then I stuffed that takedown, or I got away from that takedown at least. But uh, that's another thing to cut off. For the record, just throw that out there, you know. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, yeah, like a lot of the submissions, they normally came from the guy taking me down. And then uh, I had to learn in the past that these guys are gonna just want to take me down. And then <clears throat> a lot of my fights, they uh, that's what happened. They took me down. So then I had to learn to get a good ground game, and I feel like I did, and I feel comfortable on the ground. And um, well, at least in my past fights, you know. And um, yeah, those submissions came from that. Basically, they didn't come from like me shooting or anything. It's just it was just from them shooting and, and I was just prepared for it basically. Jason, what's your background? You said that you didn't have much of a, uh, a wrestling background, but what did you bring into the house? Obviously, you're going to get a lot of that curriculum with uh, with the alpha male guys and, and Uriah kind of supplement what you've got. But uh, where did the whole journey start for you? The whole journey started in my backyard, man. Um, Basically, growing up with my brother, I mean, we were always into watching the whole MMA stuff or the boxing stuff. And, like, any, we own, like, any kind of, like, fighting game, like Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> nice. Stuff. Huh? That's, that's awesome, man. I hope yeah, to see I'm a fatality in the next <laughs> Shut up! Jeez! No, we do no, no, not want to see that. <laughs> I meant, like, Mortal Kombat. I meant, like, Mortal Kombat. Please, do <laughs> I'm telling you, we, we used to play when it first came out on a, on a Sega and a Nintendo, Super Nintendo or whichever one it was, mm-hmm. Sega mostly. When it came out, me, my sister, my brother, a couple of my cousins, we used to play that. And then growing up more, we used to play, we had a, we had more games and then we had a, like, a Dragon Ball Z was like one of my main top cartoons I would watch. I would love to watch mm-hmm. that. And it's all a, fa- a fighting game if you're like familiar with it. It's, it's a lot about a, a fighting uh, cartoon, I mean. And then, um, yeah, that. And then uh, growing up also, you know, I never was... I was never the type to get in a fight or start a problem or confront somebody about about uh, getting into a fight or if they were talking smack or something. You know, I was always a quiet kid on the side with my couple of friends, which is minding my business basically. And then uh, a lot of it, a lot of middle school and uh, some of high school, like 
I, I would get picked on, you know, just being like the tall, lanky guy and the quiet guy kind of made me a target somehow. Hmm. Like, um, I was never like an intimidating looking person, but just the fact that I was tall, you know, one of the bullies or something would be like, I'm going to take this guy because he's tall. And, you know, they knew I wasn't going to do nothing, basically. I was the type to avoid a fight. If I could avoid a fight, I was just some way, somehow, I see the guy coming, I'll walk this way. I'll walk to the other corner or something. Wow. You know, like, I was that kind of guy. I really was, you know. And if you want to put it in other words, that's fine. I'm not going to say it. But, yeah, I was that. I would avoid fighting. No, nah, man. That's what you that's what I think it's the right thing to do. Like, but, uh, no, and, and this is how, it, honestly, this is how, like, it started. It really started with the whole, like, me actually doing something about it. Like, it came it came to a point to where, like, okay, you know, I can only avoid fighting so long. And I can only get out of this for so long. And then one day I'm going to get cornered. I'm going to be stuck or something, you know. And I'm just thinking, like, what happens? What's going to happen if I actually have to fight like, what's going to happen if, like, I can't, there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to, to turn, you know? So then one day, you know, me and my brother got to talk, and then, well, we, were, we would always talk about this every time something like something like that happened. And then it started growing and growing, and my brother, you know, he would love to look up stuff on the internet, and he started looking stuff up on YouTube or, like, or whatever the internet had at that time. Uh, we look up stuff like Vito Belfort, like, how to throw a punch, how to throw this, how to throw a kick, and my brother was, like, really good at studying all that. So he was, he would learn it. And I would watch it with him too, and then we'd go in the backyard and just try it. And then teach, like, from whatever we saw, we would go in the backyard and just, like, try to do what he did. And then from there, it started growing. And, and we went from, uh, we had a like, hockey gear, uh, ice hockey gear. We grew, uh, growing up, we played that too. It was ice hockey. You know, we didn't make, like, big shot teams or anything, but, like, we liked it, though. You know, we did a little scrimmages and stuff. So we owned the gear and stuff. So what we would do, we would put on the, the hockey gloves on our fists and wear the hockey helmets. And you know those hockey helmets, they have, like, the cages on the face? Sure, yeah. So you, you put it on, you strap it, like, right here, strap them here, and you strap the chin here. So you close it, and then you, you have a helmet, right? And then uh, we would put those on and go in the backyard and just boom, boom, pound on each other. We try to practice everything we learned. We call it our sparring. You know, that was our sparring. Only because uh, we were still coming up on that, and we didn't want to mess up, like, hit our faces so hard. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. So that oh, my was, like, God. a little... got to have video of that. <laughs> you know yeah, tell me you filmed it. Do you have video of it? I have a video of that, but uh, I gotta find it. But I know I do somewhere. somewhere <laughs> I haven't thrown that away. Next time when we have you back, you'll have to bring it. Yeah, I want to yeah, see I that. See that. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna find that for sure. But and I've been wanting to see it too because uh, my brother just came back recently. He was been living in Texas, so he just came back, and I told him, we were talking about that. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna find that video. You should so just you should just like when you know when he comes into your room one day, be holding like the face mask and the pads, and just <laughs> go up outside, man, relive it. This time, I think I'll, I'll go for a uh, takedown. I'll just shoot in with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a quick question because yeah. it's been talked about so much. The difference in coaching styles between, and we're already, I mean, we're at week one and we're already discussing this so much, but Connor, you know, being a little bit more, not as hands-on as Uriah, did you see much of that? Was there, did you hear things amongst the fighters? What's your take? Um, no, a lot of the fighters didn't mention that from the European team. And uh, they, we really couldn't see too much of that, only because uh, we had different schedules. Like the Europeans had different schedules from the the, um, the Team America, so we would go in, go in first, train, come back, and then when we came back, they would be like already getting their training started, you know. So it'll go back and forth like that. So we never really caught them at the gym, but uh, at, at the fights, you kind of did see something to where uh, Faber's Faber's fighter, he would have all his assistants in the corner. I mean, not favorite. Uh, Connor, excuse me. Connor's fighter. He'll have all his assi- assistants in the corner, and then Connor would just be sitting on the sideline watching with all the rest of the team. And then we always thought, like, how come Favor is there on our side in the corner, but Connor's over here? Like, I don't kind of, I don't get that. Like, how come he's doing that? And then we started seeing a lot of that. And then, yeah, basically, we never see him in the corner, like the actual corner, like telling the the fighters like what to do and stuff. You know how you would normally see a, someone in a fight with their coaches. But, uh, yeah, that we have a – I have heard that a lot on TV or, like, on Facebook and stuff like that, that he's not that great of a coach or, like, not not a good coach because they wouldn't – he wouldn't participate as much. But I don't know, man. I don't, to be honest, I don't really know exactly what his training method was and uh, and all that, so I couldn't really tell you that. That's, like, all I can tell you that he's, he was on the side and we would question that. We would be like, why? What's up with that? Like, if we don't get that. Who do you but, dislike yeah. on the European team? Give me oh, a name. Come on, <laughs> there you go. What was that? Who do you dislike on the European uh, team? I'm already starting to pick a few names who I dislike from the first episode, <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll have a I'll have a running list throughout the season. Episode, Nobody was like talking shit. Maybe someone that lost, but um, but in the house, 
Who didn't do the dishes? Yeah. What was the dishes in kitchen, kitchen uh, beef like? Who did or didn't? Who did, did not. not? Who's the slob? <laughs> That's Franz. Franz Leon. He knows it. <laughs> like Franz doesn't do dishes, but it, it didn't get to a point where like we were, it was gonna get like aggressive or anything about it. It was it actually it was funny to me. It's like he didn't he doesn't do his dishes, and to me I'm like, well, why would he? You know, I didn't mind dish. I did my dishes at first. I would wash my dishes before I used it if it was if everything was dirty, and I would wash it after I used it. But then I stopped washing it after I used it. Only because nobody it got it turned into a mess, and that you'll see you'll see later in the season. And then it's like, why would I wash my plate if I'm basically washing it for them? You know what I mean? So I was I wasn't mad at it. It's funny. That's it's hilarious. Yeah, Franz was <laughs> the guy that didn't wash dishes. I don't blame him. I, I totally I'm on his side. I'm totally on his side. The nitty gritty <laughs> of it. Uh, uh, well, I really we we all want to thank you for taking time uh, tonight to join us and talk to us about week one and the premiere and congratulations on making Team America. Thank you. We're looking forward to watching we'll this be talking season with you again. Hopefully, yeah, we're gonna have you in studio. Yeah, yeah that- definitely. I'll come down. Just uh, like this, this thing was kind of like a last minute thing. I wasn't really yep. like ready for it, so I was like, oh shit, like yeah, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we but, will uh, plan and we will have you in here. Thank you so much. Oh, definitely. Thanks. Thanks for uh, talking to me. Thanks to you guys. I couldn't really meet you guys, so I don't know who I'm talking to. I saw that's somebody a, there. That's yeah. okay. I'm Sari Serrano. You saw... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a good night. Later, Bye. 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 That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Who do you guys dislike from the first episode? <laughs> I love it. Who do you no, I love like? Conor McGregor. I, I, who do you Conor not like? <laughs> yeah, Joey, for Conor? real? For real? You know for what? I, um, well, I, I should preface it. As, as he was, was talking, it, it occurred to me, we're going to be, there, there's going to be unfair strikes thrown against Connor about his coaching style. Sure. But it's, they realistically, set it we got to take a step back. Connor is not a coach. Uriah mm-hmm. has been coaching for a long time. He coached a season previously. Um, he I'm, owns I'm a gym. Sh- yeah. He owns a gym. I'm sure he has seen, uh, I'm sure wrestling as well. When you come up in wrestling for as long as Uriah has, um, there are times that you coach the younger kids, you know, when whether he's mm-hmm. in college or after that. So um, he's got much more of an experience with that than Connor does. It's it's understandable. But that's how I'm going to throw money Connor is <laughs> in his 20s. You know, there's, there's very well. different yeah. stages in life. You Couldn't know, tell by the Connor head of hair, though. Yeah. <laughs> Connor could be an amazing coach in fifteen, you know, yeah, very fair point. fifteen years or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're just different, different stages. But um, but I hated Tom. Yeah, who Tom? did? He? <laughs> just, just, Tom Galecchio. Who you don't oh, like? That's Tom right. Galecchio. What is it? Gale- Tom Galecchio Gale- from Gale- Team Galecchio. Why did you like him? Galecchio. Well, you know his. You know, I'm a I'm a big pro wrestling fan. So right off the bat in his interview, he's like, "Oh, I'm from. I think he's from Iowa." And he said, "You know where real wrestling is." So he already took a shot at uh, professional wrestling. He's not so wrong. I'd like to see, I'd like to see him in the pro wrestling Tom ring. Tom Galecchio would murder Seth Rollins. He would murder I'm, Roman Reigns. I'm guaranteeing right John now. John Cena. Oh he would smear the mat with John hold Cena. On, hold on a minute. Isn't John? I'm saying isn't John huge John's, though. Yeah, John's, he's a big dude. I saw Tom Galecchio got his ass. I saw more I guys. I saw more guys get winded tonight after two and a half minutes. I'd like to see him do a, a 60 minute there Broadway with Ric Flair at 67 years old. Well, that match will suck for sure. He can't but I guarantee you, Tom Galecchio will put Triple H to sleep. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I buy that. But I'm just saying, whenever someone says real wrestling, I put, you can't not put, put Tom put Tom through the same schedule these guys do, and he's out the door. He probably, he, there's no way he can even hang. Well, I don't well, know if, if he's getting paid well oh enough, goodness. I'm sure anyone will you know find it in them to hang. I mean, but I'm just gonna, I'm choosing someone to was hate. There somebody I else? To hate. That, I, that's I your man. Uh, funny. I, I'm Tom gonna call funny. it right now that the guy that you hate is totally gonna change in the next he's few weeks. He's gonna love this guy. Maybe. Yeah, he's gonna when have that like on him. Hi, Tom. Love you. Tom had a great funny moment early on when he said, you know, I'm like water. I don't know what that means. means. I I was staring at the TV and I was like, did I just hear that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Give me Tom Lee any day. I love that guy's vibe. He had such a cool vibe. Like, you could be a trash... I love trash talkers, but I also love guys who, who... you know, don't talk smack at all. And he was like, mm-hmm. and he was said nothing but good, anything good about his opponent. It was yeah. all good, positive vibes. And I loved his like stoic 
dad in the in the crowd, just like that's my son, and just like I used to fight, and this so felt cute. like a movie or something. Yeah, cool. I just hope we don't see him go up against the ground guy because otherwise oh, that's yeah. gonna be a, that's gonna be a proverbial boner killer. Yep. <laughs> if he gets muted on the ground, proverbially speaking, first just- I'm excited. Yeah. I am actually. I'm really excited for the coaches I'm, this one. season. I'm excited for this season. Uh, they did tease a surprise that each coach is probably going to bring back one guy. One guy. I understand. Oh, was it the yeah, coaches? Not the. the yeah. I think it's the coaches that get okay. to pick. If oh. Dana said, if you could bring back one guy and okay. you Connor could bring yeah. back one guy, who would it Glenn be? Glenn Robinson. So yeah. <laughs> um, that will be fun. I'm, I would get. I would gander that Connor would bring his teammate back, but that's oh, just very my oh, yeah. Well, the guy who has as many losses as he does wins. Yeah, he does. He's 11-11 now. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. You know, it's occurring to me that again, we've got... Europe isn't known for its wrestling for the most part, and, you, and neither is Conor McGregor, clearly. Uh, shout out to Chad Mendes. But you've got Uriah and Chad yeah. and that team. Um, I really wonder, as I think about it, how much... It'll be an interesting thing to watch the the kind of the arc of of the matches. How much of them are um, are really the guys the American team are wrestling based? Mm-hmm. Um, how much they become simply wrestling matches and battles for control? Um, or will the Europeans? The, the flip side is the Europeans can can possibly learn that. Um, or, or maybe it's wrestling is more advanced. Wrestling for MMA in Europe is more advanced than we tr- than we would think. Than, than we think right now. That hasn't been the case historically. And we, we didn't see a ton of it out of the Europeans. Right. That, yeah. No, we're, we're, we you're going to see, see a lot of, of uh, a lot of, uh, I would say, Dutch and, and European uh, kickboxing style yeah. um, for, for the stand-up, that is. But, you know, when, when, a, when you know what your weaknesses are, you work on them. Yeah. And this has been something that's been established for a long time in Europe. So, you know, we could very well be surprised. Yeah. Uh, well, we're definitely get we're gonna get some surprises this season. We well, the watermelon, do, right? all kinds the of stuff. Watermelon. Oh, that's, watermelon. Not a, that's not a surprise. Oh, we know well, that. Well, that well, we don't know what's gonna happen when, once it hits the target. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! I love these guys. I think I'm excited explodes. for the next. I think it uh, I don't know. Um, thank <laughs> you all. One of them bounces. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> okay. We got to wrap this up. We can, we're right. going to be here for a while. Um, thank you all for watching and tuning in for our first episode uh, of The Ultimate Fighter. We look forward to seeing you every week. Thank you, Jay, Jonathan, and Jared. Where can everybody find you, Jay? I am still all over the internet, JTAN716. Uh, but that Ashley Madison is not my account. Doesn't count. Wow. No, yeah. not true. But Tom J, you'll find out. Tom, Tom J, yes. Yeah, you should get that. We're going get down to here fast. Uh, you can find me at Kybacat, K-A-I-B-A-C-A-T, Kybacat. All right, Instagram, all right. Shebangs. I'm going to get the story on that later. At Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. And I'm at Surrey Serrano on Instagram, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Later. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.